0: okay hello and welcome to the oral health podcast so we're here talking about gums um obviously you're used to only hearing from us once a week but we're upping our offering as a special gift to you for smile month because we just know that listening to us talk makes you smile isn't that right karen i would hope so yeah <laughs> it makes me smile every well that's good and uh, yeah, so we're talking about gums. Last time we were talking about teeth, but we're sticking to uh, the theme of this week of Smile Month, which is the mouth. So um, today, we're just going to talk to you about how to keep gums healthy, the importance of healthy gums and um, yeah, just, just all things gum that we can fit into a podcast slot. So uh, first off, Karen, um, take it away. Just tell us what a healthy gum looks like and then what an unhealthy gum looks like.
1: Okay, well, these days, um, most people lose teeth due to gum disease rather than dental decay as it used to be many years ago. So it's almost like we're we're kind of getting the message across with dental decay. But gum disease now is is the next battle, if you like. Mm -hmm. So when we look at our gums, uh, when your gums are healthy, they have a different appearance. So what you're looking for really is a a nice pale pink colour. A nice crisp edge, so where your tooth meets your gum, you want it to have a nice flat edge, so it's flat against your tooth. You also want it to have a stippled appearance, so when you look at your gum, it looks a little bit like orange peel, so that kind of appearance. Now that is a healthy gum, and um, you know you'll see it when you lift up your lip, you'll be able to see. Now, if you have any darker colouring of the gum, so if the if it's dark pink, red swollen you'll see it swollen because the the edge will be rolled Mm -hmm. as opposed to flat so your gum will look bigger um, and it will probably bleed easily now you may not get all of those symptoms but if you get one or two then you probably have got gum disease or the beginnings of gum disease now the first stage of gum disease is called gingivitis gingivitis with Um, a good oral hygiene routine at home and visits to your your dentist or hygienist is reversible. So it won't cause any permanent damage. So if you notice that you're spitting out blood, if you notice that there's any swelling or change of colour in your gum, it means you've just got to work a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. So if there is plaque left on the teeth and gums, the gums get very irritated and it causes an immune response so that immune response obviously makes the, that causes the swelling. So what ideally we're doing is we're going to get that plaque off the teeth and gums, and over a period of a couple of weeks, they will normally settle down. Um, so you you want to up your uh, tooth brushing. So two minutes, last thing at night, and at least one other time during the day using a good fluoride toothpaste. So time yourself, make sure that you are getting to every quadrant, but also you need to be cleaning interdentally. So if you're not cleaning in between your teeth, you're missing out 40% of your mouth because the toothbrush will only reach 60%. So the other 40 is hiding between where your toothbrush can't reach. Now that is a great space for plaque and debris, food particles to all gather and irritate the gums. So using interdental brushes tape floss what whichever is most comfortable for you so ask your hygienist or the dentist or oral health educator to show you what is is the best thing for you to use so get on it get to, get upping that that cleaning routine within a couple of weeks those gums should be much healthier so it's really um you know when your mother used to say don't pick that and make it bleed you make it worse With gums, if your gums are bleeding, it's it's saying they need more help. Mm -hmm. They need more work. So don't pick them. Don't pick them, no. (laughs) (laughs) But no, just brush a little bit more. Ignore the bleeding. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get medicated mouthwashes, but I would only use them on the prescription of a dentist. Um, They will recommend if they think you need something like that. Unfortunately, if you leave gingivitis untreated it can progress into uh, periodontitis, which is periodontal disease, gum disease, the second stage. Uh, This stage is not reversible. So what you'll see in this stage, as your gums get more and more swollen and more sore and irritated, they're shrinking down the tooth. So they're moving away from where they naturally were sitting so that will cause the necks of the tooth to be exposed which can cause sensitivity they're also much more susceptible to dental decay because it's dentine Mm -hmm. there's only enamel to a certain length of the the top of the tooth so they're more susceptible to decay and also the teeth can become loose and eventually they will fall out and they will fall out naturally naturally you know, there's no need for a dentist because they'll just they don't have anything to cling on to no, anymore. No. Know. So when you go to the dentist you might or the hygienist you might notice that they're using a little a little measuring probe and they'll be calling out numbers. Now that is to measure the pockets around your teeth. So that will show the degree of bone loss that you've got in any one area. So obviously the higher the number, the larger the pocket and that's what we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you've got gum disease, it's not the end of the world. Because as long as we can catch it um, and and get you on a maintenance program, we can normally either slow down the process or arrest it at the position that it's in. So there is less likelihood of you losing your, your uh, teeth, which... It does require regular visits, it requires your perseverance at home, using all sorts of things. You know, we've got water picks, we've got all sorts of devices and electric toothbrushes. I will be guided by your dental team as which is best for you and, um, you know, fingers crossed you can get it to that stage as I say of it being on maintenance. So. Whilst the majority of gum disease is caused by plaque being left in situ, there are certain, um, certain people with autoimmune conditions that do suffer from gum disease and it doesn't tend to be linked to the amount of plaque they have on their teeth. It's because during an autoimmune disease, the body is attacking itself, so it does that in the mouth as well. So you do find people with rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, celiac disease, these guys, Sjogren's, you know, all of these kind of autoimmune conditions, uh, Crohn's colitis, mm. cerratic arthritis, those kind of things, will all to a degree have much more susceptibility to gum disease so that's why it's really important that your dentist knows your medical history because they will know that who's at more of a risk yeah and they may get you in more often
0: mm-hmm. it helps them clean. have the whole picture of Indeed. your health because
1: absolutely as
0: one thing we really try and emphasize and especially this week the mouth is part of the body now that is more than just a obvious statement of fact it's just like it is linked to way more than you first think like your gums are linked to so many different areas of your health
1: Mm -hmm. we've got we've got proven links to um, heart disease stroke uh, low um, and early birth babies lung conditions um, and there is some sort of some ongoing studies about the link between gum disease and alzheimer's mm-hmm. uh diabetes as well is a, a a really important one that um often gets overlooked but the the this it, sometimes it's a chicken and egg situation you don't know if the gum disease has caused the problem or the problem has caused the gum disease yeah, yeah. so it's kind of which which came first but at the end of the day don't really matter The healthier your mouth is, the healthier your body will be. Mm -hmm. And we've got proven links to that now. So um, it is really important that we get that message across that the mouth is a mirror of the body and it can show what's going on in other other parts as well. Or show your predisposition towards other medical conditions that you may not have even thought of. 100%.
0: And um, I've got some more fun facts for you. Here we go. <laughs> now, it's quite hard to find fun gum facts.
1: It's a bit it's a bit of an Eeyore subject, isn't yeah, it? But, yeah. So
0: I went a little bit more... F- less obvious with it. Um, okay. So just... It's facts that are linked to your gums, let's say. So the first one I've got is... Uh, like the tip of an iceberg, your gum hides most of your tooth under its surface. Correct. Shall? It's yep. exactly what okay, you've been yep. saying. So... Yep. How much percentage-wise do you think...?
1: Well, I would say your canine tooth has probably got the most root on it. I mean, everybody's different Mm. because you've got single-rooted teeth and then you've got ones with two, two, three, three, four, four, five. You know, (laughs) it depends on how your, your tooth is formed. So the molar teeth have more roots on them. For some people, they will be incredibly long. For others the anchor of just having four or five roots will hold them in. Mm -hmm. Some people have really, really long roots that they actually go into the sinuses. So these are the people that come to the dentist with a streaming cold and saying they've got toothache. It's because they've got sinusitis. Right. Because the sinus is sitting on the roots of the teeth. And as soon as they get inflamed they get toothache on the upper jaw. Of course,
0: yeah. You're is that a fun thinking?
1: fact? Yeah, oh my gosh, brilliant. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, obviously not. You not know if what you've I mean. got it. But, yeah, but, but... And as soon as it goes down, then the toothache gets better. Goes. The only oh. problem with that is if you ever need to have a tooth taken out in that area... It's going to be tough. There is going to be... A, a gap through but you know cross that bridge when and if you come to it yes yeah. you don't necessarily but you yeah. know you can do sinus lifts there's lots of things that yeah. more complex things that you could do
0: mm-hmm. and um something else that is not on my fun fact sheet but I've just thought of you can get like gum grafts can't you it can yeah So what is, yeah. what
1: is that well it's grafting gum from somewhere else and putting it where you might have um, just like some another part of on. the mouth or? yeah so when, when we spoke earlier about the canine teeth being the corners of the mouth, yeah. they tend to be the ones that have quite a lot of gum recession because you hit them. Because mm-hmm. they're kind of... They stick out. Yeah. yeah. They're rounded. They're one of the teeth that sort of shape the face. So you a lot of people tend to brush and that scrubs on there and you know they get quite a lot of recession on that canine tooth that they probably haven't got anywhere else. Now, I would say gum, gum grafts aren't widely used these days uh, and they would only be used if it was kind of one or two teeth it's not going to be a full mouth thing that wouldn't work mm-hmm. mixed mixed results I okay. would say sometimes they don't take yeah.
0: well, so, I mean like any sort of graft or yeah.
1: transplant so you'd you'd only be back to square one again but um, you know sometimes they're very successful and, and it, it covers that part of the tooth that might be sensitive or might not look Look very good because mm-hmm. you know when you receded gums. I mean, certainly the, sometimes the phrase, it's very obvious. Well, yeah. yes, I mean that's that's where the phrase "long in the tooth" comes yeah, from, yeah, yeah, because your teeth look like they're longer because the gums have shrunk. There is another way um, you can have an appliance made that is just looks like pink gum, and you just wear it over the top, so it appears like your your gum is lower down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are um aesthetic ways of improving that if you have a lot of recession
0: yeah yeah and that is like I it, it does stick out when it's very very bad yes. but if it's just a little bit I guess it's you just you wouldn't notice I would yeah. say the
1: majority of adults have probably got a bit of, of gum recession somewhere,
0: somewhere yeah somewhere and
1: I think that is possibly hereditary because mm. I look at um, I look at my mother-in-law my sister-in-law my husband and they've all got quite a lot of recession I mean my husband hasn't got a filling but he's got gum recession yeah mm. Um, and I think that's probably a familiar thing.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. And uh, so my last fun fact is uh, bad breath isn't just caused by the food you eat. It can also be an indicator of your gum health. In the early stages of gum disease, bacteria begin to grow between the teeth and gums forming infected pockets that
1: contribute to your smelly breath. Indeed, because if you if you imagine you've got food and debris and you put it somewhere, it goes off. And if it's left between your teeth for too long... Does exactly that, Mm -hmm. and that's where you get these gases that are formed that are bad breath. Um, So, again, interdental cleaning will stop that from happening. The other thing is um, if somebody has persistent bad breath, uh, obviously go to the dentist first, get your gums and your teeth checked out. If it's not coming from a dental, uh, problem. They can't see anything dentally wrong. Then go to your doctors because there are a number of medical conditions that can cause uh, bad breath. So ENT issues in the yeah. throat. So postnasal drip, um, sinusitis, those kind of things can cause bad breath. There are uh, acid reflux as well. So um, you know stomach acids coming up into the mouth, which again has an erosive effect as well as causing bad breath. There are some more rare medical conditions, so some liver and kidney conditions that can cause bad breath. So it is important that you get checked out completely to make sure that um, everything is ticked off the mm-hmm.
0: list Yeah. now we're going to talk a little bit more about bad breath in our next episode where we're going to be talking tongues um, tongue health and all things tongue because we haven't really touched on that we talk about teeth and gums a lot but tongues are obviously a very important part of the mouth and uh, we're going to discuss that in a few days time and we will see you then